in the diary of St. Faustina Kowalska. Jesus revealed to St. Faustina what he thought about her spiritual director, Father Michael Sapochko. And these are some of the quotes from the diary. Jesus said, he is a priest after my own heart. Through him, it pleased me to proclaim the worship of my mercy. And then another diary passage. His thought is closely united to mine, so be at peace about what concerns my work. I will not let him make a mistake, and you should do nothing without his permission. Even Jesus would say to St. Faustina, you are to listen to him even more than me. And he even said to her, underline everything that your spiritual director tells you to do. Underline it, because that's my words to you, basically. So he was really guiding St. Faustina through her spiritual director. So who is this priest that we celebrate today? Father Michael Sapochko was born on November 1st, 1888 in Novosady in Poland, then under Imperial Russia. The Tsarist authority persecuted the Catholic Church as well as both the Polish and Lithuanian people within its territories. And the Sapochko family of noble lineage, the Polish and Catholic traditions were conserved and developed. The young Michael matured in this religious and patriotic atmosphere, motivated by a desire for unconditional service to God, the church and humanity, he entered the major seminary in Vilnius, which at that time was under Imperial Russia. On June 15, 1914, he was ordained to the priesthood by Bishop Franciszek Karevich. For four years, from 1914 to 1918, he worked as a parochial vicar in Taboriski, where he opened two missions, mission churches at Miedniki and at Odzadnov, as well as various schools. As informed by someone that the German authorities who checks that zone may arrest him, he left the parish and went to Warsaw. There he became a military chaplain for the Polish army. While dedicated to his ministry as chaplain, he enrolled as a student in the Faculty of Theology at the University of Warsaw, and from which he obtained a doctoral degree. At the same time, he graduated from the National Pedagogical Institute. In 1924, he became a coordinator of the regional military chaplaincies based in Vilnius. In 1927, Archbishop Romuald Jabrakowski entrusted to him the responsibility of being spiritual director for the major seminary. During the same period, he taught for the Faculty of Theology at Stefan Battery University, also in Vilnius. He eventually requested the archbishop to release him from both the military pastoral care and from the seminary duties. His desire was to dedicate himself entirely to theological pursuits. In 1934, he received the title of docent in pastoral theology. While teaching, he never forgot the importance of pastoral service. 
He was rector of St. Michael Church and also served as confessor for religious sisters. And you might want to think, how did he get any sleep with all this work that he did? He, here was one who was theologically a, a, a master, a master, an intellectual, and someone that Jesus chose for St. Faustina to be his spiritual director. This is what, before St. Faustina met Father Sapochko, this is what she says in her diary. She says, the week for confession came, and to my great joy I saw the priest I had known before coming to Vilnius. That is to say, I had known him by seeing him in a vision. At that moment, I heard these words in my soul, this is my faithful servant. He will help you to fulfill my will here on earth. One of the most significant events of Father Sapochko's life occurred in 1933, when he became the spiritual director of Sister now St. Faustina Kavaska of the Congregation of the Sisters of Our Lady of Mercy. He continued to assist this saint after his transfer to Yagavniki, where she died on October 5th, 1938. As her confessor, actually in, in Poland, the confessor is also the spiritual director. So when they say confessor, they also mean spiritual director. As her confessor, he undertook a thorough evaluation of Sister Faustina's mystical experiences concerning the message of divine mercy. Following his advice, she wrote of these and her diary of the soul. To this day, it remains a spiritual classic. Also, you have to realize that when Sister Faustina first came to Father Sapochko and she was relating all these mystical experiences, as a good confessor, he did not believe her. He did not believe a word that she was saying. He had her evaluated both. He had a physical examination. She also went through psychological exams to make sure that she wasn't, you know, cuckoo. She wasn't making it up or anything. And he still did not believe her. And there were, but there was one phrase in the diary that baffled him, where she said that the divine mercy is the greatest attribute of God. And, th and that's that was the one phrase that really had baffled him because here St. Faustina was an uneducated nun. And when Father Sapochko started looking in the fathers of the church and the saints, he found that they said the same thing, that mercy was the greatest attribute of God. And that's what started convincing him that there was something supernatural at work within St. Faustina. Up to that point, he did not believer who's very cautious. The divine mercy message became a life-giving inspiration for Father Sapochko. Due to his assistance and under the direction of Sister Faustina, the artist Eugene Kazmierowski painted the first portrait of Jesus as the divine mercy. What's interesting is that Father Sapochko went with uh, St. Faustina. It was week after week in Vilnius to the artist for about six months, and St. Faustina was describing in detail what she had seen in the vision. 
to the point where Father Sapochko, where Father Sapochko dressed up like Jesus and was posing for the artist. He was posing as you see the image there. So it was his pose that the artist was looking at Father Sapochko and painting uh, the divine mercy, what we know as, as the divine mercy image. So he's very instrumental. He was the one who hired this artist also to have the first divine mercy image painted. Father Sapochko wrote extensively on the subject of the divine mercy. And in 1938, he established a committee charged with building the divine mercy church in Vilnius. However, this attempt had to be halted due to the onset of World War II. But despite the war in German occupation, Father Sapochko persisted in his efforts to promote the devotion to the divine mercy. Filled with zeal, he constantly helped those who were oppressed and threatened with extermination. For example, he saved numerous Jews during World War II by hiding them. Fortunately, he managed to avoid arrest and imprisonment. In 1941, Father Michael Sapochko it met Father Joseph Yarzembolski, a Marian priest in Poland at that time, and trusted him to bring the divine mercy message to the United States of America. So this very church, this very shrine, we can thank Father Michael Sapochko because it was through his efforts giving that to a Marian priest that we have the shrine of divine mercy right now. In 1942, along with his fellow seminary professors and students, he was forced to go into hiding near Vilnius. The Gestapo was hunting down priests at that time, and he had to hide. He hid in an Ursuline convent and worked there secretly as a maintenance man and woodworker, all the while celebrating Mass and the sacraments secretly for the sisters. There is even one time in which the Gestapo were going from building to building, and the sisters dressed Father Sapochko up as a nun and shipped him, you know, hit, hit him out, and the Gestapo never found him. Good thing they didn't look at his face because he, he had a beard and everything. So he, he hid in the Ursuline convent and was concealed for two years. Yet it was during that very time when Father Sapochko played a major role in establishing a new religious congregation, something that Jesus was given St. Faustina, that you're going to be a foundress of a new congregation. And Sister Faustina thought that she had to leave her own religious community, but she, she was confused. But they finally, she finally realized that she wasn't going to leave her religious community, that she would be the foundress, but that, but that God would inspire Father Sapochko to actually do the work for her. According to the revelations of Sister Faustina, this congregation was to promote love for the divine mercy. After the war, Father Sapochko wrote the congregation's constitution, and he became actively engaged in the growth and development of what we know now as the congregation of the Sisters of the Merciful Jesus, in which it was it, even, even to the point where St. Faustina had these visions of where the congregation was going to be established, the church. And when Father Sapochko was in there, he remembered that this is what St. Faustina had wrote about. It was to the exact detail and the description of the church when he founded this congregation secretly. In 1947, Archbishop 
Yabrakovsky since two years at Bialystok with his diocesan curia, sought that Father Sapochko come to the same city. He therefore accepted a position as professor in the Archdiocesan Major Seminary. There he taught pedagogy, catechetics, homiletics, pastoral theology, and spirituality. Additionally, he continued to further the apostolate of the divine mercy. He also made serious efforts to obtain official approval for the divine mercy devotion from the church authorities. Father Sapochko worked tirelessly on the biblical, theological, and pastoral basis by which to explain the doctrinal truth concerning the divine mercy message. His publications were translated into numerous languages, including Latin, English, French, Italian, and Portuguese. And it was at this time that Father Sapochko also wrote many books, and he also wrote for the Marian Helper magazine and was in touch with the Marians in the United States and in Great Britain. In 1958, Father Sapochko suffered a stroke and damage to a facial nerve which severely limited his preaching and teaching. The priest, who was once so active, went into retirement and stayed at the Sisters of, Mich of the Missionaries of the Holy Family as their chaplain. 1959, Father Sapochko suffered another blow to his life. The Holy See put a ban on the devotion to the Divine Mercy. Father Sapochko was reprimanded by members of the Holy See for believing and promoting a private revelation. St. Faustina wrote and foretold about his spiritual suffering during this time in his life, and this is what she wrote in her diary. I was talking with my spiritual director and his father Sapochko. I had an interior vision of his soul in great suffering and such agony that God touches very few souls with such fire. The suffering arises from this work. There will come a time when this work, which God is demanding so very much, will be as though utterly undone, and then God will act with great power, which will give evidence of its authenticity. It will be a new splendor for the church, although it has been dormant in it from long ago, that God is infinitely merciful no one can deny. He desires everyone to know this before he comes again as judge. He wants souls to come to know him first as king of mercy. When this triumph comes, we shall already have entered the new life in which there is no suffering. But before this, your soul, she's talking about her spiritual director, will be forfeited, will be surfeited with bitterness at the sight of the destruction of your efforts. However, this will only appear to be so because what God has once decided upon, he does not change. But although this destruction will be such only an outward appearance, the suffering will be real. When will this happen? I do not know. How long will it last? I do not know. That's in paragraph 378 in the diary, if you want to look at it. In 1962, Father Sapochko was in a car accident in Zakopane, Poland, which further damaged his health. So he has the suffering of the ban of divine mercy. Now he's in an automobile accident, which he's going through more physical sufferings. In 1965, Father Sapochko testified about the life of St. Faustina during the informative process for her heroic virtues. Before he died, Father Sapochko revealed that St. Faustina once said that he would only see the establishment 
of the Feast of Divine Mercy Sunday with her when they have long passed from this life. And before he died, he revealed to a colleague that he wanted to die in order to see the establishment of the Feast of Divine Mercy Sunday. Father Michael Sopochko died on February 15, 1975, in his apartment on Poleska Street in Białystok, Poland. And he died on the on St. Faustina's patronal feast day of her patron saint, St. Faustinus. He was popularly acclaimed for his sanctity. Three years later, in 1978, Pope Paul VI, now St. Paul VI, lifted the ban on the devotion to the divine mercy. The year 2000, Pope John Paul II, St. John Paul II, established the Feast of Divine Mercy Sunday. And in 2008, Pope Benedict XVI beatified Father Michael Sopochko as Blessed Michael Sopochko. I'd like to end with this reading from the diary of what St. Faustina said to Jesus about Father Sopochko and what uh, Jesus said about Father Sopochko's crown in heaven. And now I'll give you a blessing with the relic of Father Sopochko. She says, this is 604 in the diary. At the same time, I saw a certain person, Father Sopochko, and in part the condition of his soul and the ordeals God was sending him. His sufferings were of the mind and on a form so acute that I pitied him and said to the Lord, why do you treat him like that? And the Lord answered, for the sake of his triple crown. And the Lord also gave me to understand what unimaginable glory awaits the person who resembles the suffering Jesus here on earth. That person will resemble Jesus in his glory. And now I'd like to give you a blessing with the relic. May the blessing of Almighty God, through the servant of God, Blessed Michael Sopochko, the chaplain, confessor, and spiritual director, the active promoter of the message of divine mercy, may God fill you with the grace of his mercy, give you great trust in his mercy, and help you to do all the works of mercy all the days of your life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you. And God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. 
That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.